Hello, everyone. It's 2023, and there hasn't been a new episode at all in 2023. So, hi, Happy New Year! Happy New Year. It is me and Taylor still. It's not, no, it's February right now, but when you're listening to this, it is March the 1st. Wow. Anyways. So we are back right now. Um, Hopefully we'll be able to keep up, but we have some life changes happening. So the first and important one is um, we are having a child. A child. I feel like that should be my line. Oh, you want to say it? So... We have an important announcement to tell you. We're having a a baby. It's going to be a little boy. It's going to be so cute. It's going to be a baby. It's going to be a baby. No way. I didn't know that's what a child was. (gasps) (laughs) Anyways. So we we are having a baby. We are having a little baby boy. He is due in August August the 24th. So your next question. Uh, don't complain. Your child's going to be an August baby. Okay. Uh, anyways. So your pr- next question is probably. What's going to happen with missions? So I guess. Well I'll let Taylor say this part. So a long story short. Because we're still working a lot, a lot of things out. We're still planning on going soon very soon and uh then taking all things into consideration make plans to be home for the birth of the baby and then we'll be back on the field yeah so basically we're gonna go hopefully by the time you're listening to this we'll either be packing our bags or be there so i guess we'll find out I guess y'all will find out unless you follow our personal accounts if we're there or not. And maybe I can even update our, our Instagram about about that if we've made it or not. So today's episode, in honor of us having a child, what are we talking about today? Children. I mean, technically, yes, we're talking about children. But what are we more specifically talking about? The lack thereof. More importantly... Struggling with infertility. Yay. This one is a really hard thing to talk about. And I guess I can just talk about my experience to start off the episode. Um, I, so what, five years ago, about five years ago, me and Taylor, well, me and Taylor have almost been married seven years. That's insane. But about five years ago, me and Taylor had decided that we wanted to have kids and that we were going to start trying to have kids. And um, we started and at the very beginning of our journey with infertility, we were very heavily like I was reading and doing research and buying all the things I could buy and all the supplements and everything I could do because at the time I didn't have insurance. And so I was doing everything I could and nothing was happening. 
And during these five years of us, you know, trying to figure out, like, everything in life, uh, there were times where I'd given up. And we'd both kind of given up and gotten disappointed because nothing had ever happened. And a lot of women, if you're married and you've gone through the same thing, seeing negative after negative after negative after negative is the most disheartening and heartbreaking thing that you can go through. And it makes you think something's wrong with you. Well, now that I have insurance through Taylor's job, I finally, I looked at him because, I mean, I was seeing pregnancy announcement after pregnancy announcement after pregnancy announcement. And here I am sitting on year five of struggling to even conceive a child. Um, I was like, I need to go find out if something's wrong with me. And so uh, after we prayed about it and stuff, I decided back in November that I would go see a doctor. And so I went to the doctor told them and she goes well let me run a test this was september or november i can't remember one of those two months and she ran a test come to find out my body does not ovulate so my body was not producing eggs like i have them but it's not producing any of them and so she was like i can put you on this medicine We can try this medicine out and see if it works because, you know, it's been known to help others, so it might help you. And I was like, okay. And I told Taylor, all right, we're going to try this one time (laughs) because I was pretty, I was pretty frustrated. Um, And he was honestly, I think he was sick of seeing me heartbroken all the time. And, um... I I took the medicine. You only take it for five days at a time. And um, I went and got blood work done to see if it even worked. And at December, at the first half of December, I think she called me on December 6th. My doctor calls me and she's like, uh, the medicine didn't work. Um, your body still didn't ovulate but all of your hormones and stuff went up so that was promising she said I think if we do a higher dose next month that you know it'll your body will ovulate and I was like okay I really don't want to do this again (laughs) that medicine jacked me up I was emotional I was moody I was in pain and experiencing things that I apparently should have been experiencing my whole life and I wasn't experiencing any of them I never have didn't know you had pain and all this other stuff in certain areas anyways I so we went all of December and seeing more pregnancy announcements after pregnancy announcements going and spending time with family and just being sad getting to see my brand new nephew and being sad and this whole time not thinking anything about it but like there I was like what's wrong I haven't uh, you know began the most wonderful time of the month and I had my sister-in-law kept telling me I was pregnant and 
my friends kept telling me I was pregnant my husband was like uh babe I think you're pregnant and I was in denial I was in denial okay shh Taylor you're I was in denial and finally I broke and I took a test and not even two seconds of it being on the screen it was positive and so I took like more and it was very positive so now here we are I am four months pregnant and chilling like a villain we got a boy in there and he is giving me heck so um and I will say I have had a lot of friends that have dealt with infertility. I currently one of my very close friends. She's been dealing with it longer than I have. And she's still in it and she's still in the thick of it. And I don't think the church really knows how to handle this at all. I don't think they know how to handle it well at least. I think they can I think there are there's I think there are some things that are okay, but there are people that say the rudest things. And, but also, like, I understand I shouldn't have to be sensitive around you and tiptoe around you just because you're struggling. I get that's also not necessarily something you should do. But at the same time, there are comments that hurt. Um, My first question, though, that I want to ask Taylor is how is it? as a man to see your wife struggle with infertility or to be in that same boat with her I think for most guys at least for me and shout out to all the husbands out there grinding at work support your wives woo um it's hard because you want to fix it want to and it drives you insane because you that's just how we're made like most men want to just fix things they want to fix it make it better and let's move forward you know we don't like to deal most men don't deal well with emotion as it is anyway some of us that do do better with emotion still don't like to see negative emotions so we'd much rather just fix it and move forward or or just hide it away and never deal with it again and so that's, I think that's the main thing is watching your spouse, your significant other, your your friend, your, you know, your lover, whatever, whatever, um, your partner, uh, deal deal with something so painful to them. Even because you're in the same boat, you're like, yeah, I want a kid, but it's starting to be an emotional tear on my wife, and I don't know if pushing the subject's going to help if taking her doctor is going to help all I need to do right now is try to my best to support her and some days the support is warranted some days it's not so quick tidbit husbands if if your wife immediately looks at you and says you're not listening just shut up just shut up let her talk let her talk it out and then be like or just start the whole conversation off are you telling me to fix it or are you telling me to vent because if they're venting don't fix it don't try to fix it just let them vent just just some points of support and hopefully that will help ease the pain for you and for her a little bit but yeah that's the main thing was 
at at the same time I wanted a kid, but I knew it was causing emotional heartache to you. And that was the rough part over the last few years. And then you eventually you start shutting down one way or another and you're like, I'll have one guy when it happens. You stop you purposely try to pull back to try to not put so much pressure. And you're just like, it's gonna happen, it's gonna be okay. Um, God's got this, you know, you try to do all the the what's the term? The I have Yeah, you do have pregnancy brain. Uh cliche. The, all the cliche statements. Oh, it's gonna be okay, God's got this, it's all in God's hand. Um, it'll be in God's timing. And that doesn't really like yeah, that band-aids the situation for for most people, but it doesn't fix it. It just, like I said, band-aids are put duct tape on it. it, makes it worse. Did it make it worse a lot of times? Sometimes. Sometimes. Why? It depends on the headspace I was in at the time. If I was seeing pregnancy announcement after pregnancy announcements, or a bunch of my friends were pregnant at the same time, and someone, and someone, doesn't matter who it is, just looks at me and says, God's timing. Like, I, I understand that at the same time. I do know God will do his thing in his time. But to say that to me when I'm emotional and I'm a wreck and I'm hurting and you know, especially the people that know you're hurting, that hurts more. Why can't you just let me be sad? Let me be upset. Let me be hurt for a second. Let me, let me pop in there because most people don't like negative emotions. Too bad. We like to have, be happy and go lucky and everything's going to be all right and it's rainbow and sunshine. We can't live in a rain cloud all the time, little Missy. Okay. I'm not saying to live in a rain cloud. But what I'm saying is you have to feel those emotions or you're going to bundle them. And you're going you're gonna to make them worse. And the thing is, you don't have to live in a constant state of rain cloud, but you've got to get it out at some point. You can't just keep it bundled up and explode in a wrong way and it be bad. That's where men like to be that way. It's okay to cry about something and it's okay to be upset as long as you don't linger in it for a long period of time. That's the difference. So on another note, don't live in a ring cloud, people. Just be happy. Don't ha- you don't have to listen to him. If you're a woman and you're in the same boat I was, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be sad every time somebody announces they're pregnant. I literally, I literally saw a pregnancy. I was in my car and I saw one of my friends announce that she was having a baby. And I lost my mind. I lost it because it was the fourth one in the same week that I had saw. And I lost it. I lost it. I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And cried, and cried. It's okay to cry. I just don't cry forever. Anyway. That's fine. So, husbands, if they're sad, let it be sad. That's what she's trying to say. Just let us be sad. Be sad. But no, for real, it's okay to feel emotions. It's okay to be upset. And it's okay to also for Bailey and I, I constantly had to remind her it's okay to be upset, but just know it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. We'll we'll get there when it's when it's time when it's right. We'll get there. And half the time, I just held her and let her. 
bucket it out, snotting all over on my shoulder. Um, water flowing from every orifice of her face. And that's not an understatement. If you know Bailey, that's that when she is full cry, she's full ugly cry. Sorry, you ugly cry. Um, that poor child. <laughs> oh my god, she's. Taylor only speaks in Vine and TikTok references anymore. Anyways, so everybody knows what I mean. Oh well, okay. There's this TikTok video. And they, babies apparently can feel every emotion that you feel. And it shows this baby in the womb and that Taylor Swift song. And it's like, oh my God, she's insane. And so that's what he was quoting. That my baby feels all these crazy emotions that I've been feeling. But I think one thing that has made a lot of apostolic women that are struggling with infertility have a worse time is the way the church treats women. And it's not necessarily a church as a whole. I would say it is mostly elders. And I hate to say that. And older people. I remember when me and Taylor first got married. Mind you. I was 19 years old. And Taylor was 22. I think at the time. I would tell you, a few weeks after me and him got married, we were getting questions about when we were having children. We've been married a few months, and you're already asking me about a child. Do we not see how that's, like, kind of (laughs) toxic and kind of odd? Because, okay... I will say being married as long as we have been married without a child has been the biggest blessing we could have had in our marriage. Um, We've gotten to know each other. We've gotten to fight each other. We've gotten through a lot of that. So when you first get married, those first two years are H-E double hockey sticks because you're learning to live with somebody and be with somebody now if you've already been living with this person and Jesus saved you and you went and got married you you didn't have to deal with all that mess but you probably did in a sense too but like it is the worst few years of your life trying to get to know that person and get to learn how to live with them so it really was a blessing that we had these seven years almost seven years of marriage you know with just me and him. Also, struggling financially when you f- first get married and everything. It just, it helped. But the fact that people try to push having children on you so quick is like, as a woman, I'm like, huh? I don't want kids yet. I don't even, at the time, I didn't even like children, right? <laughs> hey, let me explain this. Homegirl did not know what to do with toddlers or children of any kind. However, homeboy over here, me, hi, hello, how are you? Um, I uh, I was really good working with kids. Like I could play with kids, I could watch them, I could teach them. Well, I was I was I've, I'm still to this day working with kids in kids ministry, just helping out. And I've always just 
been good with kids, period. And yeah, Bailey has no idea what to do with children. That's changed. Now it's changed. It took seven years of marriage, but... Literally. But at first, yeah, no. I would like to blame that on being an only child, and I always will blame that on being an only child. I had no clue how to deal with kids. Anyways, um, but I didn't even like kids. I mean, I just started liking children in the past mm, three years, four years at most. And so, um, like, you're trying to push this, and having a child is life-changing and is drastic. And if you're not ready... You're not going to be okay. And with this world we live in right now, with all the medicines they like to put people on and all the diagnosis they like to give people and all this postpartum, the postpartum depression and the, what, and the, some people have, I forget if what it's called, but while you're pregnant, you are extremely depressed. There are some people that have traumatizing pregnancies and everything. If a person is not ready for that, don't force them to be ready for that or nag them about it in these past five years that's all I've ever heard well actually our whole marriage seven all I've heard is from older women like when are you gonna have kids why haven't you had a kid yet why haven't you done this or that yet and it's like I'm not ready or I didn't like telling people that we were struggling with infertility. I was actually embarrassed to tell people that we were struggling with infertility. We interrupt this broadcast to let you know of a couple things. So first, if you go to the link in our bio, you're going to see a link to the link tree. On this link tree, there are several different uh, tabs that you can look at. So the first one you're going to see is email updates on AIM. There is also another tab that says support the Romans AIM trip to Lithuania. These two tabs are the email updates is to be added to our email list. So you know everything that's going on in our little world of aiming any aim updates what's going on what we're doing people get the holy ghost you get to see all that uh also support the romans is gonna take you to our bonfire where you can buy a t-shirt or um i think there's mostly just t-shirts on there right now but you can buy a t-shirt and that also supports our missions trip to lithuania um or if you would like to partner in missions with us or give a one-time donation to our mission trip, uh, just contact the podcast. Or if you have a way to contact me and Taylor personally, go right ahead and do that. The next leak you're going to see is to Jesus Loves You Clothing Company. This is an awesome Christian company that has great hoodies, t-shirts, I mean, hats, anything you can think of. They've pretty much got it. They are an awesome company, and if you use code BABY10 at checkout or you click the link in the link tree, you will get 10% off your purchase. Awesome. Next, 
link you're going to see is a kingdom of misfits giving you every reason why God can and will use you written by me, Bailey Romans. This is the book I wrote, the Bible study that we've done on this podcast. It is awesome. If you go and buy a book off of Amazon, you are also supporting our mission trip to Lithuania. Uh, the last link you're going to see in this link tree is our listener support tab. If you go and donate, you uh, are just donating straight to the podcast. So um, any money you do through that listener support is to keep upkeep or buy new equipment or anything. That is your listener support tab. So we thank y'all so much. And let's get back to this week's episode. So, I think, like, um, oh my god, pregnancy brain. I forgot what I was about to say. But I was embarrassed. And I, like, something I want to tell all of the women out there who are struggling with infertility. The, the thoughts that the devil tries to throw at you are insane thoughts. And they are lies from the enemy. The biggest one that I dealt with through all five years of trying to have a kid. And I dealt with it more at the end of last year than I've ever dealt with it in my life. Was feeling like God was punishing me for my sins. For my secret sins. Because, you know, as a kid, if you grew up in church, you always heard, Your sins are going to find you out. Your sins are going to find you out. And... I was like, is this me paying my punishment for my sins? And and my punishment is that I can't have kids. And that was like a lie. That was a lie from the enemy. And I think there was one time I can remember. I don't remember if we were in the car or if we were in laying in the bed and I was getting ready to go to sleep. I had like a full meltdown about this subject. I I bet Taylor remembers that. I was a crying fit mess because I was convinced that God was punishing me for my sins. (sighs) That's crazy. When has God ever done that? Never. Exactly. So keep that in mind. This isn't God punishing you for your sins. Um, What are some things that aggravated you during this infertility journey that people would say or people would do to you or to me like what is something that would aggravate you that people would say or do about well they would say stuff and we're going through this journey it doesn't even necessarily have to be about struggling with infertility but some of the things people would do or say that just irked you in these past five years of trying to have a kid I think the main thing that irked me was how oblivious some people were to it. Like, they didn't realize. And sometimes it took somebody pulling them aside or me pulling somebody aside and be like, you do realize, like, this is what's happening. This is what's going on, right? Oh my gosh, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. And, like, people are just oblivious to that fact sometimes. And that's a little irritating that... And sometimes it's very obvious that, hey, that couple's having 
some 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 baby issues. Like they've been married seven years and they've yet to have a kid. What's going on? Instead of being like, when you gonna have a baby, you should be like, hey, you know, is everything okay? Are you guys doing okay? I know it's really none of my business, but I really would like to see you guys have a kid one day and approach it from that kind of a perspective instead of just being like, now when y'all gonna have a baby? Okay. You are not young forever. Obviously. Ding bad. I love you, but you're a moron at the same time. Um... Yes, I I I will tell you, I'll say it. Some some of your greatest saints and ain'ts in the church are lovable and great and wonderful and mean well by all their questions, but at, at the same time they can be a complete moron. But you still love them. You just you just gotta learn to be patient. Is that the only thing you can think of that really bothers you? Pretty much. The other thing is learning that. The other thing that bothered me is. A wife who didn't always understand that I just wanted to help her and fix it, and she wouldn't listen. Are you talking smack about me now? I, oh, oh, I am. Husbands, you're going to get frustrated with your wife, especially if you guys are dealing with infertility or any kind of issues like that, or it's just taking a second to get to where you need to be. Your wife will not listen all the time. If you haven't figured that out yet, congratulations, you have now passed level one of marriage. Um... But yeah, that was the other thing that irritated me because I, in all of my good well-being knowledge, did what I could to help and support you. And there would be days that it didn't matter to you. You'd be so out of it and beside yourself. that. And I understand it hurts. It's a deep, deep-rooted hurt and feeling, especially if you've always dreamed about having a kid. I get it. But know that not everybody is against you, including your husband. Just saying. Yeah. And, like, I get what he's saying. I was crazy in these five years when it came, when when we were trying <clears throat> to have a child. Like, I was insane. And so, things I would like to say to women struggling with infertility. Number one, you do not have to listen to the people in your church. If they're being rude or if they hurt your feelings, they either are one. Meanwhile, they just don't yeah they're meaning well but they don't realize it and or they're old and have very traditional views and they can't see past that because they're old or you know you've got you know just people that are just saying things and being oblivious to that and we had several close friends that never realized we were struggling with this issue at all and then somebody said something and Taylor was like um no we've been struggling to have children and they were just shocked they had no clue and so um just know people may not understand you may not tell you may have not told anybody maybe you need to tell people it's okay to tell people you know that you're struggling with this it's okay to let people know go to a doctor um, if you can get insurance or if you can get Medicaid or any kind of government assistance. If you go work at Starbucks and you work 20 hours a week, you can get health care. Make sure you reference the time the one who sent you so I can get $200. Okay. And to put Taylor Romans as a reference if you apply to Starbucks. Anyways. So, like, get health care. Go get the help you need. Go see a doctor. 
go get prayed for go seek people to support you I will tell you this the hardest thing I've struggled with this whole journey was I did not let people support me I did not let people in until the last minute including my husband I did not start opening up to people and and getting some friends that could help me until the very end of my journey here at, at in, into getting pregnant I had two people three people four four people and only and three of them knew what it was like to either lose a child uh, struggle with infertility or they just they understood where I was coming from and I think it's important to find women that are in the same headspace and or like understand that headspace and that mindset that comes with dealing with this problem because it's not easy um it's okay to be upset and it's okay to cry about it and it's okay to get emotional every time you see somebody post something just don't wallow in it don't let it become your life that's the same with anything depression anxiety don't don't let it rule your life it's not worth it it's not worth it God's not punishing you. This isn't something you've done wrong. This isn't a consequence of your sin. Now, I do understand that there are some issues that are stemmed from sexual sin in your life that will cause you to not have children. If you are in that boat, I'm sorry. And it's not it's not easy but depend on the Lord and find a support system that is going to be able to help you in this hard time the church I don't know what I this is a first time that I don't really know what I the church could do to support women struggling with infertility and struggling with this issue I don't really know but I think you women should just be able to support each other more I think that's what needs to be done and because women struggle with that sometimes women are catty and mean sometimes so I think we just need to support one another a lot better in the church as women I think we need to be there for each other more and be more honest I think that's a big thing is being open and honest I don't think the church has a problem handling it when it's known and talked about this this is one of those topics where it's very touchy it's very emotional and it's very it's a it is hard it is hard for for a lot of couples and a lot of individuals period um some take it well well some don't um what the church could do at, you know in rare cases there have been pastors who probably have not done well to support a couple but for the most part i think i think think the church has a good head on shoulders about this one you what we need is couples to be open and honest hey we're hurting hey we're wanting a child but we haven't conceived yet hey um we want a baby but it's not but it's just not happened yet. And yes, you are a couple. Let me tell you now, you're going to always get those cliche answers for some people. Even those who are in ministry. It's going to be God's timing. But there's so much truth to that statement. And yes, it hurts to hear that over and over and over again. But the best thing we can do as a church, as a church body, as ministers, is to love these couples that are hurting. 
give them support, pray with them, encourage them the best you can. Don't write them off. Don't tell them that, oh, you must have done something sinful. No, that is not the way to handle this broken situation. And like I said, I think for the most part, the church has a good head on their shoulders when it comes to something like this. For the most part, we just, from both sides, we need ministers to step up and just be a tad bit more loving and supporting as well as the saints. And we need couples who are going to be willing to be more open and honest about it because it can't get fixed and you can't get support if you're going to keep it in and hold it to yourself. It's just not going to happen. And either one or two things is going to happen when you do that. Either you're going to blow up and and frustrate you. And I mean, I've seen it. It it may not even be over infertility, but something happened in the couple's relationship. They kept it in. They tried to deal with it themselves. And instead of seeking counsel or help or guidance or support, it ended up driving a wedge in their marriage and making it even worse. That's option one. The other option is they keep it to themselves and they just stay hurting. They just, they're miserable, they're sad, they're depressed, and they love their spouse and they love their church, but they just, they're just so ashamed and so full of guilt that they don't open up. Please open up. Say something. And that's with any situation, but in particular, couples with this, please reach out to your pastor. Tell your friends, hey, we've been trying and we're just struggling. We need support. I don't know where along the lines in the church as a whole we got to a point where marriage problems are marriage's problems. It's it's but the thing is a marriage problems is the church problem because if you don't have a healthy stable marriage and families in your church then you it's, it becomes a breeding ground for other things. And I'm not going to say they're all sinful, but it becomes a breeding ground for when you don't open up and allow God to apply that healing salve to you, to apply encouragement. Let the ministers love you and support you. And you may still hurt a little bit, but at least you have a support system that's there for you. Yep, I think that's good. Um, And something I would like to, well, one, for all you mamas that haven't had to struggle with infertility, for all you, um, women who have children um you're blessed and be thankful and thank god for those kids every day if you're a pregnant woman or you've never had to struggle with trying to get pregnant just be thankful be extremely thankful um that god has blessed you with a child because it is truly a blessing and you really don't understand how much of a blessing you have when you have children and so and it wasn't a struggle to get that child in the first place I would like to end this also with telling the woman that may have been told she's infertile or has literally done absolutely everything she can do and has done everything and just can't or you've had a hysterectomy or you've had something drastic happen to your body and you literally cannot have any kids period Please don't be afraid of adoption. I know it's expensive. I know it's scary and it's not ideal. And a lot of people want their own kids. But my goodness, the difference you're going to make in that kid's life if you adopt. Uh, Me and Taylor still would like to adopt in the future. And if you work for Starbucks, 
plug, I guess, plugging working for Starbucks twice in this episode, um, they will help you adopt a child. Um, it's not full coverage. Just saying it is support and help. But it's help nonetheless. We understand that adoption is expensive. We've looked into it because there was a point we thought we were never having a child ever and we were convinced and we were like we're adopting we're adopting a kid we're only going to be able to adopt a kid and um adopt that kid adopt a teenager adopt a toddler adopt you know a baby whatever you want to do whatever you're comfortable with whatever you you feel god's asked you to do but don't be afraid to adopt that baby because that's going to be the biggest blessing in your life and theirs positive side encouraging childish note um there is a song out there called i'm adopted by slugs and bugs and it literally the chorus goes i'm adopted and then <laughs> the chorus of kids sing back i'm adopted but it's a song about being adopted into the love of christ but it's funny so go look that up but for real for real like that's the whole like that's gospel like that's just like you as an individual are adopted into the body of Christ when you get saved how much more so to share and and personify that than to adopt a child I'm just saying I'm not trying I'm just saying and there's so many kids within the US within Africa Asia Europe all over the place doesn't matter where there are kids everywhere that need love so but yeah just a just a thought and a humor plug for you all right i guess that's where we can leave off for today um we'll see you at, later on this month with another episode and we are so thankful and so excited for our little blessing our little baby boy that is coming. He's gonna be a boy. He's gonna be here in August. Um, if you want to see the funny video of me finding out I'm having a boy, go check out my personal Instagram page. It is quite hilarious. Uh, that is baby loves you. She literally hold on, pause, fast pause. Homegirl here was so sure, so sure, and said that it was a girl. And I was like, it's okay. It's gonna be either or. I was fine with whatever, but I was starting to leave my boy at last minute, but I didn't really, I was like, honestly, I won't be mad either way. So I wasn't really able to be shocked. I was, I was having a kid. I didn't care what, and he, she was so sure it's a girl. So when we pulled the lightsabers out of the, by the way, we did a light, like a Star Wars themed gender reveal and put two lightsabers in a box and they were either pink or blue was going to be the color. And, uh, so when we pulled out the blue, Bailey's face of pure shock, like just the woman was too stunned to speak. Like hilarious. Please go check it out. It is worth your time, especially if you need a good laugh or giggle. Anyway, back now back to the word of the sponsors. Anyways, so uh, we appreciate all y'all. A happy new year. We're glad to be back. Like we said at the beginning of this episode, when you're listening to this, we're we're either gonna be in Lithuania or packing to go. Hopefully, by the the will and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That sounded really odd for me to say that way, but okay. By the will of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we will be there. So, we love and appreciate y'all. Um, we will see you here later on this month. And 
this is Breaking Apostolic Taboo. My name is Bailey Romans. My name is Charcuterie. Uh, that is not your name. My name is Scott. That is your middle name. My name is Scott Taylor. What's your last name? Rambo. That is definitely not your last name. A book of the Bible. Romans. And let's... Taylor, you're to say it at the same time as I do. You ready? Let's, let's start let's talking. Start talking. Can you say it with me? Let's start talking. Let's start talking. You're rude.